Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Bucks game is over. And now it's time for the longest running Pro Hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. The most important thing, we trust one another. What happened, we trust one another, and uh, that's why we came up with uh, the win. The head coach. Um, you know, we're just going to have to be more disciplined. He's going to have to be more disciplined. And the fans. We have some talented players, no doubt about that. But at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to compete at this level of the NBA with what we have going on. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops post-game show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. Now, here's Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Well, that's not exactly uh, how you wanted to look in the nationally televised game, I wouldn't think. Bucks fall to the 76ers, 130-125, the final score at Pfizer Forum. Anthony Mandela in with you. Is this this afternoon, Jeff, or is this this evening now at 5.08 p.m.? Uh, Early evening, let's call it. Anthony Mandela in for Steve Sparky (laughs) Pfeiffer this early evening on the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show presented by Palermo's Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. That's the Polish pipe bomb, Jeff Orlowski. We also have intern Andrew. Andrew is his name, the intern with us tonight as well. Again, 130-125, the 76ers knock off the Bucks today. On the NBA on NBC or ABC game uh, of well of the day, yeah. Um, Malcolm Brogdon news came through yesterday, right? Uh, plantar fascia fascia tear. I'm not a doctor. I did not go to medical school. I do not plan to go to medical school. Um, the question for you tonight is this: Head coach Mike Budenholzer rolled with the lineup tonight, where he essentially. Bumped Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo down. Middleton to the two, Giannis to the three, respectively, in the starting lineup. To insert Nikola Mirotic, that kept George Hill available off the bench, kept Tony Snell available off the bench, uh, and it kept Pat Connaughton off the bench. And that dude logged some serious minutes uh, in terms of a bench player tonight. We'll get more on Connaughton when we go inside the box score in a little bit. But the question for you this early evening is this. This uh, 76ers team is realistically probably going to be a team that you could see in the second round of the NBA playoffs. Malcolm Brogdon with the injury as the news broke yesterday. You can read more about it at 1057fmthefan.com. Brogdon's probably going to miss the second round of the playoffs at the least if this doesn't hamper him further if, if his rehab doesn't go on schedule. How big of an impact does this have on the Bucks down the playoff stretch? Because... You saw what it looks like right now. This is an opponent that you'll probably see in that second round of the playoffs. You did not have Malcolm Brogdon, and this is kind of how things went. 414-799-1250. You just want to talk about uh, how Bud handled the lineup, handled the rotation without Brogdon there, uh, thoughts on the game, anything there under, by all means, give us a buzz, 414-799-1250. You can tweet at us, at 1057FM, the fan. Find us on Facebook as well. That's facebook.com slash 1057FMTheFan. You can email us live at 1057FMTheFan. I am not in any way convinced that Malcolm Brogdon being healthy for this game would have made any difference in the outcome. This was vintage NBA basketball in the sense of the big fellas completely took over. This was mano a mano, Giannis VM bead. Big fella, slam dunk, basketball. And the more I think about it, as I think about as the prognosis came in on Malcolm Brogdon, where he might be filing into things as, a, as in terms of when he comes back to the rotation, who are you going to be playing around that time of the year? 
He'll get through the first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs without him. No big deal. I don't think that's a question to anybody. But when you get to face a team like this Philadelphia 76ers team, maybe the Indiana Pacers, maybe the Boston Celtics, I don't even necessarily know that Brogdon would be an X factor in those games either. Bledsoe can handle himself on the point with the best of any of them, any of them defensively. When you get to the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe you're staring down the Toronto Raptors. He can handle Kyle Lowry. I'm not concerned about anybody else on that Toronto Raptors team, assuming Brogdon's back by then. The point I'm trying to make is, and especially with Victor Oladipo out in Indiana, it's not necessarily point guard or guard dominant teams that you're going to be running into unless it's the Boston Celtics. And in that case, your hands are full anyway. One through five. I'm not, so to put my two cents in the jar, I'm not convinced that Malcolm Brogdon's loss changes my playoff expectations for the Bucks in any way. I still expect them fully to get out of the first round of the playoffs. I don't expect his presence on or off the court to be an X factor other than the fact that he's a member of your starting five all season and he's not there. But in terms of his skill set, in terms of the matchups that would present themselves in the second round of the playoffs, I don't know that he's that big of a difference maker in that sense. I love Malcolm Brogdon. He's an incredibly efficient shooter, as we've seen this season. He's the only 40, 50, 90 shooter in the NBA. But I'm just not so sure that this is as catastrophic a loss as maybe any of these other top four or five teams in the East losing a player in their starting lineup. I don't know what you think about that, Jeff. I think it's going to be more than that. Uh, You know, Brogdon is the glue guy. He is the smartest man on the court at pretty much always. Mm -hmm. He always knows what to do with the ball. Rarely does he turn it over. Always creating, always in the right spot, and he plays hella good defense. So I think it's going to be a loss. Uh, You know, do I think it's, uh, you know, a a two- or three-game win difference not having him? Probably not. But it's definitely, you know, games that the Bucks were winning by 15, I now expect them to win by three or four. Sure. Yeah, that's absolutely within the realm of possibility. Um, I think it hurts less so than their playoff expectations. I think it hurts the expectations of how they finish the regular season. I think it's a safe way to put it. That loss when you're, the Raptors are that close on your heels, that could mean you end up with the second best record in the East by half a game. And that, I think, should be worrying to more Bucks fans than anything else because this team, and well, not the outcome today, but this Bucks team has been virtually uh, unstoppable. I believe now, what is it, 27-6 and six at home on the season? Yeah, they're killing it. They're killing it at home. So if you can get home court throughout the playoffs, that is huge, maybe more so than anything else for this Bucks team down the stretch. 414-799-1250. Let's get out to the phones on the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Ronnie in Jackson, you're on the fan, brother. Hey, uh, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on. Uh, first, I want to say that uh, that first half was just uh, just not good. I mean, you know, when you're playing against this team, it's kind of like a, you know, like a game of chess. You know, you got to be able to counter what they're what they're putting in, and it, we just could you know couldn't take advantage of any open looks. You know, we were horrible from the outside in the first half. Uh, but yeah, it was it was basically a big man's game today, you know. And then uh, Ben Simmons, uh, yeah, he, he don't get me wrong, he had a couple of good dunks and what like one uh, one jump shot. But that dude is just not good, and it makes me mad <laughs> that people think that he's good. But sure. uh, with with Brogdon though, uh, you know. <clears throat> I, I'm not gonna lie. I think Brogdon is a difference maker for this team because I feel like you know, with all the outside shots that we missed in the first half, we probably could have made with Brogdon, you know, because he is a good jump shooter. And I I refer to Brogdon as basic Brogdon because there's nothing fancy about the guy with what he does with the ball. I mean, he he's a great slasher on the team, and he does, you know, he doesn't have to. He doesn't he rarely resets himself when he's you know trying to dribble into the paint and going up for like a for a hard layup, he just does it. And people say that he's slow, but it seems like he's always one step ahead of everybody. When mentally, he yeah. He makes he yeah. makes up for physical quickness in some ways with mental quickness. Thanks for the call, Ronnie. Um, yeah. I think he was getting at uh, uh, something there also 
Um, and he, well, he guys didn't he didn't explicitly say it, but kind of alluding to it. As we all know, when the playoffs do come, teams tend to go smaller. Traditional centers tend to get run off the court. It becomes more of a ball handler. Comes a fast-paced guards game. In that sense, Malcolm Brogdon is really valuable. But as the question, does your playoff expectation change? And you think of, well, realistically, with or without Brogdon, I believe, I truly believe they will walk right into the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Probably won't sweep whoever they see, but five, maybe six games, I think is pretty generous if Malcolm Brogdon's not on the floor. But then you get to these opponents that you might have in the second round, specifically the Philadelphia 76ers. The only way the Sixers are going to beat you, as far as I can tell, I'm not in any way scared of anybody, but the only guy in the 76ers team that's going to beat you is Joel Embiid, and that guy is not getting run off the floor. And having Malcolm Brogdon on the court, for that matter, will not help you slow down Joel Embiid, unless there's something that I don't fully understand. No, I agree 100%. They're the only, they're, you know, that's the only thing. And if the Pacers end up your, as your second-round matchup, which is possible, um, I think you can beat them handedly. Again, it's not a matter of if Brogdon's there or not. It's the fact that you have Giannis, and they don't have, well, anybody. With Victor Oladipo out, they play good team basketball, but they don't have a take-over-the-game player. So I think you could get by Indiana. Brogdon would not be a factor against the 76ers, in my opinion. Whether he's there or not, you have to stop Joel Embiid. That's how you beat the 76ers. Yeah, you do. You do. I just think that Brogdon makes everything. He makes it better. It, but in terms of changing my expectation. Right. My expectations don't change. I still think that they, they're going to make the Eastern Conference Finals at a minimum. At a minimum. I totally get down with that. Well, we've been talking a lot about what these guys have done. It was a really big yite, not yite, night for Giannis Antetokounmpo. A career high, lots of points. Let's go inside the box score. How did tonight's game add up? Let's go inside the box score. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and commercial audio video. Simply done right. ABCAudioVideo.com. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. Man, oh man. This dude never ceases to amaze me. Going inside the box score tonight, we'll start things off right away with the Greek freak, the man of the afternoon. 52 points for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hello. A career high by, I believe his high coming into today was 44-45. His first 50-plus point career game. He shot 19 of 21 from the free throw line. That's amazing. <laughs> the Bucks only took 28 free throws. He took 21 of them. 15 of 26 from the field. 3 of 8 from deep. 16 rebounds. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the game leader in points and rebounds with 52 and 16. He also had a team high seven assists, a couple of steals, and a block for good measure in his 36 minutes on the floor. Right behind him, Chris Middleton. He gave you 19 points, seven rebounds, six assists, eight of 18 from the field, three of nine from deep on 36 minutes of work. Did not attempt a free throw. Brooke Lopez followed him up, 14 points for Splash Mountain, three of four from the stripe, three of nine from deep. Four of 11 from the field, four rebounds, four blocks. Did have three turnovers, did Brooke Lopez. Eric Bledsoe gave you 12 points, one of four from beyond the arc, six assists, and two turnovers and two steals for Mr. Bledsoe. Nikola Mirotic with Malcolm Brogdon out, the new member of the Bucks starting lineup, as I mentioned before, Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo essentially sliding down in terms of their position on the floor. Nikola, just a horribly, horribly cold night. Two points, 0 of 6 from deep for Tricola. Four rebounds, a couple of assists, a couple of steals, uh, and no blocks in 24 minutes for Nikola Mirotic. DJ Wilson back in the rotation. He led your bench with 13 points. Ursan Ilyasova had five. Pat Connaughton, 25 minutes. And we're going to hear from head coach Mike Budenholzer shortly. He picked up a lot of the slack in terms of the guard play off the bench with Malcolm Brogdon out, George Hill still uh, kind of re-entering the rotation after being out for nearly a month with that groin injury. Pat Connaughton in his 25 minutes, 50% from three-point land, two of four for six points was Pat Condon. Had a couple of rebounds, 
an assist, a steal, a block, all for good measure. George Hill, Tony Snell uh, on the court as well. Tony Snell scoreless in his eight minutes, not much of a factor in this game. 414-799-1250 asking you, how does the loss of Malcolm Brogdon impact your playoff expectations for this team? Let's go to uh, our guy Trell on the north side. Trell, you're on the fan. Trell, you there, brother? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, what's happening? What's going on? You're on the you. air, T. Oh, I'm sorry. You're all good, man. Sorry, guys. I was moved. I'm sorry. Hey, how you doing? Hey, it sounds oh, like we're a little off, about better than you, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving some stuff. <laughs> sorry about that. You're all right. Um, You're all right, man. How does this uh, loss of Malcolm Brogdon affect your playoff expectations for the Bucks? Well... It's twofold. Um, short term doesn't affect much. They should still win the first round easy with regards to winning. But it gets kind of tricky in the second round. Depends on if he's able to get back. They need him. He's he scores meaningful buckets. Like Chris Milton, sometimes he can score. You know, and at the end of the night he'll have twenty something. But you'll be like, where 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 did that come from? Or where did it happen? Brogdon buries the gap between. When Giannis goes to the bench and um, and he's out for a little bit, Brogdon can get them buckets to either continue their momentum or stop the other team from um, uh, um, he can stop the bleeding if the other team is the one that's the aggressor. So it's a big loss. I'm not going to sit here in front or lie and say that it's not, but I'm hoping he can get back to how he was playing when he comes back off that injury. And if that's the case, shouldn't bother him none at all. So that's why I'm out on if he if he can't return back to Malcolm Brogdon when he comes back off the injury, they're going to be in trouble. But um, as far as the first round and winning the series, they're fine. All right, I got you, Troll. Thanks for the call. I'll let you get back to uh, moving around, whatever you're moving around. Four one four seven nine heavy. He was out of breath, man. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. If you want to take Trell's spot on the line, um. Sixers beat the Bucks 131-25. It's the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Presented by Palermo, Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. We talked about the Bucks uh, and how they performed this afternoon. Now let's put an eye on the enemy. Behold our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open Coach's on Lake Danoon. All righty, the eye on the enemy in the 130-125 Bucks loss to the Sixers all starts and really, for the most part, stops with Joel Embiid. The Bucks had zero answer for the big fella. He rattles off 40 points and 15 rebounds, six assists, four of 13 from the three-point area was Joel Embiid, 15 of 31 from the field. A block, three steals, a turnover. The dude just took things over for the Philadelphia 76ers and really, if you take him out of the equation, which obviously is not how this works, but nobody else really made a difference, in my estimation, for the Philadelphia 76ers. 27 points from Jimmy Butler, 19 from J.J. Redick, 12 from Jabias Harris, 8 for Ben Simmons, and uh, nobody in double-digit scoring off the Philadelphia 76ers bench. They just played solid team basketball, and Joel Embiid carried them. But I think when you look at a lineup like the 76ers, and I'm only saying this based on what I've heard the quote-unquote national pundits say. The 76ers, they have names. They have big names, which would make you think they have lots of ways to beat you. But all of those names are in the starting five. They don't have a single player on this bench that if one of those five guys is cold or you take one of those five guys out of the game, that's going to come in and be a difference maker, whether it be now or in the postseason. And none of these guys did anything special. You let Joel Embiid get away from you. Um, and I understand that Malcolm Brogdon was not in the lineup. I understand that as a team, the Bucks shot 32% uh, from the fr- uh, three-point line. I understand that the- they were out-rebounded 54-45. to 45. But the tail of the tape, the tail of the numbers in the box score, this was a game you could have won without Brogdon. All you needed was Joel Embiid to maybe tweak his foot as he's been known to do and miss half a quarter. All you need to do is hope that he misses two three-pointers. The fact that he 
made four of 13 is pretty good from what I understand about Joel Embiid. I, honestly, I don't watch a lot of 76ers basketball because I'm very preoccupied watching the best team in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, but this is a game you can win with or without Malcolm Brogdon and this 76ers team, also a team that the Bucks could see in the second round of the playoffs when Malcolm Brogdon is due back. And that's the question for you tonight. Does the loss of Malcolm Brogdon impact, change, uh, in any way, your playoff expectations for the Milwaukee Bucks? You can hit us up on Twitter uh, at 1057FMTheFan. The question was up last night uh, on the fan Twitter page as well. Some of your reactions uh, already coming in. And for the most part, um, it doesn't seem, I should put it this way, it doesn't seem as though it's changed anybody's opinion. The opinion is either no, they can win without him, or no, they weren't going to win with him anyway. 414-799-1250. How about we get tonight's wrench and go drive of the game before we get a sports flash from Jeff Orlowski. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Let's get tonight's wrench and go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest priced auto parts around. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 105.7 FM, The Fan. Wrench and go drive of the game as the Bucks fall to the 76ers, 130-125. This sound, courtesy of the NBA on ABC, and the highlight picked out by intern Andrew. Just Andrew. Going here right now. That's only his ninth point. And any time that your second leading guy, you know, is struggling with a good chance. Wow. He caught a body. Giannis right over the top of the big guy, Bobby. We got five. There it is, your wrench and go drive of the game. Bucks. Lose today, 130-125 on the nationally televised Sunday afternoon slate for ABC. We're going to hit a quick break, uh, get a sports flash from the Polish pipe bomb. Jeff Orlowski, he's back from uh, American Family Fields of Phoenix at Brewer Spring Training in Arizona. We'll catch up, I think, a little bit on that trip, see how things went. We haven't had an on-air discussion. Uh, Nobody really knows. It's kind of like Vegas. What happens with the fan at spring training stays with the fan at spring training. Full phones, but plenty of time for you to hop on. 414-799-1250. Anthony Mandela in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. You're listening to the Pick and Save Milwaukee Probes postgame show on the fan. Giannis tracks it down and jams. There's always something unexpected that changes the game. It's going to be crazy, man. Here's tonight's X Factor of the Game. Brought to you by Brian Stratton College Athletics. Offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. Pick and save Milwaukee Pro Hoops post game show presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. Bucks fall to the 76ers 130 to 125 at Pfizer Forum. Anthony Mandela in this early evening for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, the Polish pipe bomb, Jeff Orlowski alongside intern Andrew in the building for good measure as well. Your X Factor of the game brought to you by Brian and Stratton Bobcat College Athletics. Uh, it really. As I was saying, the whole first segment to open the show, it all started and stopped in terms of the final score tonight. It all started and stopped with Joel Embiid. The Bucks had no answer for him. 40 points, 15 of 31 from the field, 6 of 7 from the stripe, 15 rebounds for Joel Embiid. Yeah, Giannis gave you 52. Um, but if you, you can keep Joel Embiid more in check as to where... Joel Embiid likes to play basketball right around uh, 30 points a night instead of 40. Uh, You would have won this game with the performance that Giannis gave you. So Joel Embiid, your X factor of the game in a 130-125 Bucks loss. Asking you after that loss, Malcolm Brogdon out of the lineup. The news came through yesterday. A foot injury, plantar fascia tear. How much, if at all, does that change your expectations for the Bucks come playoff time? The injury likely keeps him out six to eight weeks. That would be mean he would return, assuming a lot of things, probably around the mid to late second round of the playoffs or maybe the Eastern Conference Finals. 414-799-1250, the number to dial up. Mike in, on the south side did that. Now, Mike, 
is on the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Mike, what do you think? Hey, guys, don't mind holding. I had to move some more beer into the fridge. but Well, hopefully uh, it's cold. I got like seven takes because I had to hold. That's uh, all right. One is I watched it from Beatle to the end, you know, the post uh, pregame. Mm-hmm. And uh, the crowd, I mean, they should have handed out pillows. They were so hungover. But they weren't giving them much to cheer for. It is St. Patrick's uh, Day weekend. Well, and I thought, too, you know, you don't have Brogdon out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, well, I'll just come down and shoot a three. And I think, you know, it's going to be next man up. Connington, uh, well, DJ, that's a different position, right? Correct. George Hill. George and Hill, guess, 11 I minutes think, tonight. He's still coming back from the groin injury. Well, I think I saw him out there for like a, a, a blow, you know, like a minute. Yeah. And I give credit to Philly. They treat it like a home, and it seemed like a home game for Philly. And I'll hang up and let you guys go. All right. Thanks for the call, Mike. Um, The crowd was into it early, and they made a ton of noise. Everything that I read on Twitter uh, said that it was electric in that building. You know, I think sometimes maybe the sound from the forum just doesn't, doesn't translate through the TV. It makes for energy sound in the game as in terms of how it projects to the core, but it doesn't necessarily pick up on the microphones. Uh, you really, you've put that very well, Jeff. All I'll say is this because, um, frankly, I just, I'm sick of people saying that places aren't loud, um, specifically because last season in October, I was at game one of the NLCS, or sorry, NLDS, as the Brewers took on the Colorado Rockies. Uh, It was an extra innings walk-off win for the Brewers. And all I heard anybody say was, this was a great win. Nobody was excited. There was no energy. It was so deafeningly loud in Miller Park that if it was any louder, nobody would have been able to drive home because they wouldn't be able to hear anything. They would have been driving deaf on the way home. So I think, to your point, Jeff, it's very likely that it just doesn't translate sound-wise. But also... You're not there. And also, there's this little thing we have. Jeff, would you mind telling the folks at home, there's this long thing you're sitting in front of. What is that called with all the buttons on it? Oh, the the board. The board, right? So sometimes when it's really loud, like when Sparky's going ballistic and he's about to blow everyone's ear off, what do you do with the board? Turn the sound down a little bit. Is it within the realm of possibility that if you're not in the arena that they turn the sound down on television so that they don't blow your ears off? It is definitely possible. I'm not saying it's happening, but I'm just saying, can we please stop telling everyone at Wisconsin sports venues, be it Miller Park, Pfizer Forum, Lambeau Field, that they're not loud enough? If you go to the games, they're incredibly loud and energetic and people on their feet. Granted, when things are going poorly, we have a tendency to sit and bite our nails until there's something to scream about. But at its peak, it is as high energy, as loud as any other venue I've ever been to. I've been to St. Louis. I've been to Minneapolis. I've been to Chicago. I've been to, uh, where else have I been? Uh, parts of Florida for sporting events. Um, at this, you know, the highest caliber of play, some for uh, baseball, some for other sports. We get louder than almost every other market I've been in, win, lose, or draw. And there's a reason but why Wisconsin... we get a little quiet when things aren't going well. I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. Can we stop the whole thing like there's no energy or it's not loud enough or that that is in some way impacting if they win or lose? All the players ever say in every sport is, man, the fans were great tonight. Man, it was good. we get a charge from them. Can we just stop with that, please? Well, and with how well teams like the Packers, the Brewers now are traveling, half these games that you watch, half these away games are like Packers or Brewers home games. And the Bucks fans have been tearing it up on the road as well. And when you watch these games, you hear them. The Bucks do something good. You hear it through the TV. So I think it's just that they have the crowd turned down just a little bit too much on the board. And that's why it doesn't translate through the TV. But they are loud. I, I, perfectly well said from the pipe bomb, Jeff Orlowski. Um, 414-799-1250. The question tonight, as I got on that uh, tangent there, um, the question tonight, though, is how big of an impact will the loss of Malcolm Brogdon have on the Bucks? Uh, your playoff expectations for the Bucks, maybe what they can and cannot do come playoff time. Um, but that's all part of the broader injury report 
And let's give you the Bucks injury report right now. Who's banged up on the Bucks? Once I felt I could put weight on it, I was like, I had to get back out there. This is the McCormick Law Office Milwaukee Injury Report. McCormick Law Office, the back injury attorneys. McCormick Law Office injury report for the Milwaukee Bucks. Malcolm Brogdon, of course, out as he will be for the next six to eight weeks with the tear of the right plantar fascia in his foot. uh, Sterling Brown was also out tonight uh, with the wrist injury. That was according to our insider, Matt Velasquez. He's going to be joining us on the program a little bit later, right around 6.05 or so. Uh, Pat Connaughton still technically listed as day-to-day with the ankle sprain. He I'm assuming after today is right as rain. He gave you 25 minutes of work on the floor. Dante DiVincenzo out of tonight's game, day-to-day with the Hilbersitis that has been plaguing him throughout his rookie season. And one other note, I assume it won't be that big of a deal in the big picture because he walked it off. But Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, I want to say it was uh, about eight minutes to go or so in the fourth quarter, came down on a, from a layup on Joel Embiid's foot, kind of rolled his foot and his ankle. Uh, limping around a little bit. He stayed on the floor, did not come off, able to uh, walk it off, but sometimes those things, the adrenaline kind of drives you through, and it ends up being something bigger. Coming up, the next two games, you have the Lakers and Sixers, or not Sixers, Cavaliers. You probably don't need Giannis in both of those games. Yeah, he's not good to go. not, but I'll tell you, man, every But if Bucks you're going to be out Brogdon also. Every Bucks fan just held their breath and uh, prime example of when an arena would get quiet yeah gray hairs popping everywhere man uh let's try this again let's go to michael in slinger michael you're on the fan michael are you there hello michael are you there yes can you hear me yes i can hear you just fine man oh okay yeah sorry i was waiting for a while um yeah thanks for having me on um so i i honestly like, at first I was kind of thinking that, you know, with Brogdon out, there wouldn't be too too much of a difference in terms of, like, uh, you know, what um, the expectations are. But then I was just thinking, because I've always had this feeling this season, at least. Um, not for, Well, actually, yeah, I kind of always had this feeling that Chris Middleton, um, like, he's very inconsistent to me, honestly. Um because I think with Brogdon, like, I know, like, he's going to get me, like, 15, 16 points and some, some big-time threes. But sometimes I feel like with Middleton and even Bledsoe at some times that, you know, they're just I, – I don't know if they'll get 20 points or if they'll get five. I mean, I know we had, like, a overall bad shooting night tonight. But, I mean, if you're still losing and Giannis puts up 50 points, you know, I tend to get a little bit worried. I mean, I still think we're a good team and we have enough talent to beat good teams. But – you know, if um, if if you know Middleton and and uh, Bledsoe are still inconsistent, you know, at times I think that can be concerning. So I don't know what your opinion mm-hmm. in, uh, is on that, but sure, I think I, so. Kind of what you're getting at, Michael, is Brogdon is maybe uh, the icing on the success cake for the Bucks. That if everyone else is doing what they need to do, you won't really feel the loss. But as soon as some other guys slip up because of all the different things Brogdon could bring for you that then you really start to feel it. Yeah. All right, I can get down with that. Absolutely. Michael, thanks for the call, man. Um, I think that's probably the best way to think of it, right? That because realistically, Brogdon didn't lead you in anything. He was, as you mentioned, Jeff, kind of a glue guy, could do everything, could do it efficiently, wasn't going to make a lot of mistakes to hurt you, the smartest guy on the floor. And those guys you miss more so when other guys slip up as opposed to when they slip up. Well, yeah, besides that, though, Brogdon was the most consistent Buck player from the beginning of the season until the day he got hurt. He's arguably the most consistent player in the NBA. Yeah. You know, he, you always know what you're going to get out of him. Very low turnovers, uh, elite, elite court IQ you know, he knows where to be on the defensive and the offensive side of the ball. He's he's phenomenal. I think calling him a glue guy is kind of underappreciating all that he does. Not even if he's top shelf glue. See, I never could afford top like shelf glue. Like glass bottle I, glue. I was always an Elmer's guy, you know. <laughs> so 
But yeah, he's he's definitely top shelf glue. <laughs> Let's just get the defensive play of the game. Marcus, it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. It is indeed the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. The Bucks lost to the Sixers 130 to 125 at Fiserv Forum. Going to get you your defensive play of the game coming up in just a sec. But first, I wanted to squeeze in Anthony in Muskego, who's been hanging out for a while. First of all, Anthony, great name, brother. It is a great name. I, I appreciate that, buddy. Here's the thing. Uh, you know, it's uh, it was a, it's kind of a bad loss. The Bucks are kind of on a downturn right now. Uh, you can sugarcoat it all you want. They haven't been playing great basketball the last couple of weeks. Um, it, Brogdon absolutely is a huge loss, and I agree with Michael's sentiments about the fact that what Brogdon brings, the, the, one of the biggest things is the consistency because him and Giannis are the most consistent players, and when you look at everyone else on the roster, um, from Middleton to Bledsoe to Miritich to Lopez, those guys, their performances – are in their efficiency. It's so it's such a wide variety between game to game. When those guys are off, and those guys were all off tonight, uh, relatively shooting four percentages, that's going to hurt you. And, and on top of it, uh, JJ Redick was awesome. Uh, Joel Embiid was awesome. So so you lose the game. The, the Sixers are a great team, um, and they're going to be trouble in the playoffs. If the Bucks end up playing the Sixers in the playoffs. They're a tough matchup for the Bucks, and I think uh, we, we definitely need Brogdon. Uh, hopefully he can come back. I think it's just uh, it, it's a tough draw right now without him. Um, and I think Sterling Brown is the most logical uh, replacement for him, and he's injured right now as well. So hopefully he comes back and he can kind of solidify. But when you get poor shooting nights out of all the role players, all the main role players uh, – Stan Giannis, uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty tough to win a game against a quality opponent. And come the playoffs, it's gonna be it's gonna be really hard to to win games. And my biggest fear is like the other night we saw against Miami, they made an incredible comeback. The second half was unbelievable, but we saw some of the Bucks' warts in the first half. And if they play that way, if they end up say they end up one and eight with Miami in the first round of the playoffs, they end up having to go six or seven games against Miami, that's going to be taxing when it comes to, say, the second round. We're taking it for granted with the record the Bucks have, but come the second round and you're playing, you end up playing somebody like the Sixers after maybe having to go six or seven games against Miami Heat, it's going to be tough um, to win a series. So I think I think there is reason to be alarmed as Bucks fans. Uh, it's been an incredible season. Giannis, a great night as, as always, but uh, everyone else needs to step up, and guys like Nikola Mirotic and Chris Middleton, we can't afford to let these guys can't have 20% shooting nights and 30% shooting nights, mm-hmm. uh, and we're not just not going to win games against good teams that way. And as far as I was, I was in the arena, and uh, as far as that whole crowd noise thing, that is Chris Weber. I don't really know what his vendetta was about that. I, I, look. Pfizer Forum is very loud. Bucks fans get very loud. Come playoffs, it's going to be as loud as any arena in the NBA. And uh, it went appropriate. Um, I thought the arena was very loud today. It's just a matter of the Bucks were consistently down and chasing the Sixers all afternoon long. So it's going to quiet it to a certain extent. But I don't. I think the fans have been plenty of supportive. That's not an issue. That's just a. To me, that's a kind of a media-driven thing, all by Chris Weber on the national telecast a week or so ago, mm-hmm. and it's not really a factual thing. I think I think Vice Reform is plenty loud, and uh, I just think the Bucks just need to flat out play better. They didn't have an answer for JJ Redick, and they didn't have an answer for Joel Embiid. And that's why they lost. And, and guys had a poor shooting night. Nikola Mirotic had some good looks, and he couldn't make a shot. So that's. You know, you're going to lose games when you can't make shots. In that in that regard, Anthony, before I let you go here, would you just say that this was more so a game that the Bucks lost than the than the Bucks got beat in? Uh, you no, mentioned Miritich specifically. Know. They lost by five. 
It's not often Miritich finishes with two points. No, I disagree with that. I would say the Bucks got beat. They they flat out they they got beat. The Sixers played a great game. Sure, you can't take you can't take away. The Sixers are a good team, and they're a potential Eastern Conference. Well, well what, what uh, I mean by this, Anthony, is this. This was probably one of the best games team-wise that the Sixers can bring. It was not even close to the best basketball with or without Brog and the Bucks can play, right? I agree with that. No, there's no reason the Bucks cannot beat the Sixers. The Bucks are good enough to be better than the Sixers, to beat the Sixers in a series. But at the same time, the Sixers are a very talented team, arguably – there's an argument to be made that the Sixers are a more talented team than the Bucs, okay? And there's also an argument to be made about uh, t- uh, Toronto and Boston as well, that, they're, that they are more talented than the Bucs also. But I think when the Bucs are at their peak, it's, it's team basketball. It's on both ends of the floor, and you do have to knock down. When you get, okay, the biggest thing for the Bucs is when they do poorly, a lot of the times it's, it's teams key on Giannis, and they, they don't allow him – Giannis is one of the best flashers in the NBA. When they double and triple team him and he kicks out to people, they need to knock down shots. If they don't knock down shots, they're not going to win games. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. You, I got- you need to play defense and you need to knock down open shots. If you can't do that, you're going to lose. I got you, Anthony. Thanks for the call, man. Wow, that was a lot to unpack. Good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, that was a lot to unpack. I don't think Anthony said anything that I could disagree with, really, there. Um, But we are up against a break. We'll break it down in a little bit. But first, the defensive play of the game, courtesy of the NBA on ABC. Test out that ankle. Kicks it out to McConnell. Nice block. Connaughton tracks down the loose ball. That's what Coach Budenholzer wants to see. Giannis on the break. Foul. And Reddick crashed into the stanchion. (laughs) That was just funny. Yes, it was. I yeah. loved that play. I did. Uh, great work finding the highlight by our guy, intern Andrew. Doesn't have he doesn't have a nickname. He's just Andrew today. Sunday, uh, pick and save Milwaukee Pro Hoops post game show. Bucks fall to the Sixers one thirty one twenty five. Anthony Mandela, Jeff Forlowski, intern Andrew. All coming back on the fan. We know you can do that. Listening to the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops post game show. What play had you screaming? Brought to you by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Premium Frozen Products and Craft Pizzas. Anthony Mandela here with you. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer off. He'll be back on the Wendy's Big Show tomorrow. You can hear that weekdays on the fan every day, Monday through Friday from 2 to 6. Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show presented by Palermo's Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza and those uh, those same folks at Palermo's and that same pizza, the Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. <laughs> Every time we show up. Giannis. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, man. Oh, he had baby. Simmons on lockdown. He said that with his chest. Yeah, that was impressive. 52 points for Giannis Antetokounmpo, that dunk. Gave him the 52nd of those points. And uh, I don't know, that crowd sounded fairly loud to me. It sounded like there was sound coming from lots of directions. I'm, I'm really starting to think there's something to my theory that it it does get so loud that they have to turn the sound down, the crowd sound down on the broadcast. I think I, think I might have uh, the solution to everyone's worries that uh, we don't get loud in Wisconsin. Um we're going to be here from our, our insider, Matt Velasquez, JSOnline.com, and the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel coming up in just a little bit. But first, I want to squeeze in Roger on the east side who's been hanging on. Roger, the question at hand tonight, of course, does uh, the loss of Malcolm Brogdon change your expectations for the Bucks in the playoffs? What say you? Hey, thank you for uh, taking my call. Uh, I'm going to be real brief. Uh, my question is this. Uh, I know if we're Brogdon out, uh, that's going to make a difference. But my key is this, is as far as a longtime Bucks fan, I'm 50 years old. My question is this, until they actually win a playoff series, and, and once again on national television, we did not produce the results of what I was looking for. To, I was really looking forward to this game, that even without him being in the lineup, excuse me, um, that we could have still won this game, no problem. I think the Bucks have serious problems. And once again, 
it puts that doubt in my mind again that the, the regular season means nothing. Can you help me with that explanation? The regular season means nothing. The Bucks have done nothing to me to prove to me until they win a playoff series, one series. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I can I can absolutely agree with you, Roger. Um, and you mentioned you're 50 years old. You've seen a lot more winning Bucks basketball than I have. Yeah. Um, the the thing I would say is this, and as it pertains to our question, they have to win a first round playoff series. But with or without Brogdon, do you believe that they can win a first round playoff series? It's probably going to be the Miami Heat, Charlotte Hornets, um, or I guess Detroit Pistons, probably someone of that ilk. Because I think they can beat any of those teams without Malcolm Brogdon. What I witnessed uh, uh, today, uh, what I brought it, uh, you might say it's an anomaly. Uh, I've seen a lot of back in the day, Big Dog, uh, Junior Bridgman. I'm going way back before your time, but I don't believe this team is going to win one playoff round at all. Uh, I think the the regular season was fine and dandy. That was my expectation. Fine, it'll do good during the regular is that, season. Is but, that, though, Roger, is that because they don't have Malcolm Brogdon, or is it because of who they are as a team as a whole? Oh, who, who they are as a team as a okay. whole. Without without Giannis, and, and I know they just saw uh, Bledsoe didn't step up. I, I didn't see other individuals step up. As a team as a whole, I don't see them going anywhere. It, it was a great season, yes. They're the first seed. But how do you lose... So you're 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 number one seed, and you're going to just it, it's just like with the uh, Badgers selections right now, the Badgers Marquette. I, I'm sorry to get off subject. Both of those are going to lose in the first round. The period, point blank. So, but that's all I want to say. And uh, just give me your thoughts on that. But I don't believe the Bucks are going to get out the first round. They're going to get bounced out as the number one seed. And it's going to embarrass Milwaukee. All Thank right, you. I got you, Roger. Thanks for the call, um, Mister Positivity. You know, I can understand. I've interacted or seen enough people on uh, Bucks Twitter, Bucks fans in person that share that exact same sentiment. Maybe because I'm not 50 years old like Roger, and because I've seen so much Bucks basketball that sucked, I'm very eager that this could be the team that actually does win a first round playoff series. And I think from every t- everything they've shown us, uh, including what they've shown us the past month. And specifically what they showed us Friday night in Miami, a team they could face in the first round of the playoffs, that, you know, assuming the floor doesn't fall out and something catastrophic happens with this team, I don't see how they could possibly lose a first round playoff series unless they don't have Giannis. I'm 100% with you. All right. You're a pretty smart guy, so that must mean I'm pretty smart. Anthony Mandela here. That was the Polish pipe bomb, Jeff Orlowski. We're going to get a sports flash from him, and when we come back, we're going to hear from our insider, Matt Velasquez. Also going to hear from head coach Mike Budenholzer, give you the Chili's MVB to win some free food from Chili's tomorrow on Chuck and Winkler there on the air 6 to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday on The Fan. All that and more straight ahead. This guy's on the inside. After every game, listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. This is Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. One thirty, one twenty-five. The Bucks fall to the 76ers at Fiserv Forum. A big night for Giannis Antetokounmpo. He had a game high, a career high for the Greek freak, fifty-two points. He also had a game high, sixteen rebounds. Joel Embiid on the other side had forty points, fifteen rebounds. Um, a tale of basketball titans across the NBA in this game. We're going to be talking about that momentarily with our insider. Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. You can also find his work at jsonline.com and follow him on Twitter for all sorts of great Bucks information. At Matt underscore Velasquez is right now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Matt, uh, first things first for you, um, Malcolm Brogdon, obviously out of the lineup tonight. I know that uh, Coach Budenholzer has had plenty to say on that front, as has his teammate Giannis Antetokounmpo. From an X's and O's perspective, uh, Bud, at least in this matchup today, deciding to essentially play big and squeeze Middleton down to the two and insert Miritich into the starting lineup as a big fella. Do you see that as something they would do in the long term, or was that more of an as the matchup dictated with the 76ers? Well, 
You know, I, I think that could be something that they continue to do. Obviously, it didn't work out to its fullest potential today with, with Miritich having an off-shooting night, um, you know, a very off-shooting night um, in terms of starting 0 for 5 uh, from 3 and really not making a, much of an impact uh, on the offensive end. Um, but if he can if he can make some shots, if he can get into an offensive flow, um, then I think you can do it a little bit more. And, and with him not really figuring into the offense, you know, that's why Pat Connaughton ended up, you know, closing the game and, and being part of that that fourth quarter unit that got the score within, um, you know, within three in the final seconds, um, you know, and so I think it's a, it's a group that can work uh, with Miritich in that starting lineup. It obviously worked pretty well uh, in that second half against Miami the other day, um, but you know there is some adjustment, and obviously you need to make make the shots. Uh, Pat Connaughton tonight, Matt, uh, was officially listed as day to day on the injury report. Uh, is it safe to say now in his 25 minutes off the bench, eating some of that rotation time normally allotted to Malcolm Brogdon in the starting lineup, that Pat Connaughton is probably as good as Pat Connaughton's going to be? Uh, and health-wise, at this point in the season, I think everybody's got their aches and pains. Um, but I think you know, health-wise, um, you know, he he didn't seem limited in any way today. Uh, looks like he'll he'll be okay uh, going forward. You know, heading into the back-to-back Tuesday and Wednesday. All right. On the on a similar note, uh, Tony Snell, I thought would actually get a lot more run. With Brogdon out of the lineup, just eight minutes off the bench for Tony Snell. That was the fewest minutes of anybody in this Bucks rotation that actually saw the court. Um, was that also, as I mentioned in the first question, more of a matchup thing, or is there something up with Tony Snell that um, anyone should know about? I don't know anything that's up with him. I think it's more of a matchup thing. Obviously, Pat came in and made some shots, um, you know, and I think Bud decided to kind of go with him a little bit more. Um, yeah, and, that, and just kind of how it went. I mean, Bud went with with DJ Wilson, and he was playing well. Um, you know, Giannis obviously was was a man among boys uh, at certain points in this game, and um, you know, it was just kind of how the rotation shook out. And Bud said that with Brogdon out, there's going to be some. You know, he used the word massaging uh, of you know different lineups, different options, and they're going to have to figure that out the next you know dozen games. Anthony Mandela in for Steve Sparky Five for tonight, talking to our insider Matt Velasquez. Of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, JSOnline.com. Follow him on Twitter at Matt underscore Velasquez. We're checking in on the Great Midwest Bank hotline after the Sixers beat the Bucks 130 to 125. Uh, a final thought for you, Matt, before I let you skedaddle here. Uh, Joel Embiid, in my estimation, the X factor in the game. It didn't really seem that they had any answer uh, for that guy, despite all these different combinations of bigs that they threw out there. 40 points. 15 rebounds for Joel Embiid, not exactly unheard of, but in your estimation, Matt, is there anything that, in terms of Malcolm Brogdon being on the lineup, which was kind of part of our question tonight, part of what the fans had to say, calling us in, do you see any way that Malcolm Brogdon being on the court would have done anything in any way to slow Joel Embiid down, even if in terms of you know guys switching off on the defensive end? No, I, I think Brogdon has no impact on what Joel Embiid does. Um, you know, maybe he he contains some, some wings maybe a little bit better than some other guys do, um, but you know Brogdon um, on defensive end that's not his assignment that's not what he's going to be doing. I think Pat Townsend did a pretty good job uh, when he was matched up against you know not Embiid but Boban. Uh, you know got switched on to him and, and got a steal at one point and made things difficult uh, by fronting him. Um, but you know Brogdon's impact was mostly missed on the offensive end where you know if, if he can make some of those threes and maybe Miritich misses or you know, Milton started a little bit slow or, you know, you know uh, Brooke Lopez started a little bit slow. Um, just some of those threes in the first half that maybe could have, you know, stopped the bleeding, um, you know, shots that were generally good. The Bucks got a lot of open shots, uh, but 16 of 50 from three-point range just generally isn't going to do it. Um, so, you know, they just fell behind too, too far and weren't able to pull themselves out. Couldn't agree with you more, Matt. Thanks for the time. We will talk to you again Tuesday night after Bucks lakers um, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer will be in back that night as far as I know. So thanks for the time, Matt. Good stuff as always. All right. Thanks for having me. He is our Bucks or our Milwaukee basketball insider, Matt Velasquez. Follow him on Twitter at Matt underscore Velasquez. Find his work, jsonline.com, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And he joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019? Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank, providing simply local common sense lending to your community since 1935. Going to hit a quick break. On the other side, head coach Mike Budenholzer, the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo, your Chili's MVB, all straight ahead on the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show, presented by Palermo's Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. 
Let's get tonight's Chili's MVB. Be the first to know this standout player tomorrow morning at 835 during Chuck and Winkler to win free food from Chili's. Chili's is back, baby. Back. Chili's MVB in the Bucks 130-125 loss to the Philadelphia 76ers. You call in to Chuck and Winkler tomorrow morning. They're on the air 6A to 10A here on the fan. If you give them the player's name, I tell you right now, you can call in. Your chance to win free food from Chili's. Your Chili's MVB, Giannis Antetokounmpo. No surprise there. Career-high 52 points for the Greek freak. He also had a game-high 16 rebounds. Giannis Antetokounmpo, your Chili's MVB. Now, let's hear from the Greek Freak as we go inside the Bucks locker room. We're heading into the Bucks locker room to hear what the players saw on the court. Sponsored by Precision Sports. Specializing in the delivery, installation, removal, and repair of basketball hoops, exercise equipment, game tables, and backyard playgrounds. Go to PrecisionSportsOnline.com. Anthony Mandela in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Sparky on the fan from 2 to 6 every weekday afternoon on the Wendy's Big Show. Chuck Freeman, you can hear in the mornings, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. He's the Chuck half of Chuck and Winkler. He was humping it down at 5 serve 4 and 4 today. Caught up with your Chili's MVB, Giannis Antetokounmpo. We're going to be here. You know, we're going to be the second round in the playoffs when he's going to uh, come in and join the team. Yeah, just having Malcolm. He he does everything. He, he makes plays. He attack. He finishes in the paint. He makes threes, clutch threes. Um, not having a out there is... Uh, it's a huge loss for the team. Uh, he brings so much to the table, uh, leadership. Uh, he's vocal in the locker room. Um, we definitely felt he's uh, absent tonight. We gotta, as a team, rebound the ball better, play better. Uh, you know, there's gonna be games that we're not gonna make uh, shots. We're gonna keep shooting them. Uh, I think we did a great job. Just keep making plays and keep getting open threes. Uh, we didn't make as many as we wanted to, but uh, I think we got to do a better job just rebounding. You know, learn from that, and uh, you know, tough games like this going to help us in the future, uh, moving forward in the playoffs. Because uh, every game is going to be like tonight that you got to get some stops, you got to make shots, and uh, we didn't do that tonight. Hopefully, you know, we learn from it, and when we in the same situation in the future, we can. Uh, React better. I think they were doing a good job getting to the spots, um, especially with Joel and Jimmy. Uh, you know that the ball is going to find them at the end, and uh, they were able to knock down shots. Um, that's pretty much it. it was, they were able to- Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit SchneiderJobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 105.7 FM, The Fan. Just heard from the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo as the Bucks fall to the Sixers 131-25. We talked to Matt Velasquez a little earlier in the program. Uh, Had a question for him about Mike Budenholzer and how he's kind of long-term approaching this rotation with Malcolm Brogdon out through likely the second round of the playoffs. And uh, let's hear what, right from the horse's mouth, what head coach Mike Budenholzer had to say after today's game. You know, obviously uh, a lot of credit to Philadelphia, how they played today. Um, You know, collectively their their energy, their effort was – you know, just um, impressive, and individually, a couple of their guys really stepped up. So, um, you know, but we were still. I liked the way our guys competed. You know, we kind of fought back, gave ourselves. You know, they they needed to make a couple of plays down the stretch, and to their credit, they did. But we didn't have uh, our best game. I think it's you know some credit to them, and um, we'll learn from today, and I think we'll get better from today. While you guys 
didn't have your best game. Just what, what can you say about Giannis's contributions and just the way that he was just constantly bringing it? Yeah, no, I mean, he was, you know, impressive. Um, you know, he, he just, the impact he has on both ends, um, you know, he, he just does so many things for us and attacking the basket and, um, you know, finishing and defensively. So, and, you know, I think we didn't start off well. And I think, you know, it took him a little bit of time to kind of get his rhythm. And I don't know that we ever really recovered from that first, you know, six, eight minute um, stretch, but certainly he gave us a chance and um, kind of put us on his back in the third quarter. And, um, you know, a great, great individual performance by Giannis. How did you assess that that new starting lineup with Nico in for for Malcolm? Um, you know, like I said, I think Philadelphia um, played really well today. They they had a little pop, um, you know, coming out of the gate. So I don't I don't know that it was so much the starting lineup or Nico or anything like that. I think just collectively, um, they were better than us today. So you know, give them credit, and you know, we'll look and we'll. You know, try and figure out if we want to keep Nico there, how we want to go forward. Um, but I just, I think it's more Philadelphia, and um, they just, they played well today. There he is, Bucks head coach Mike Budenholzer. Um, kind of getting at some of the questions I had for insider Matt Velasquez, something I was speculating throughout the show, uh, especially come playoff time. I can't imagine whether Brogdon's healthy and ready to go or not that you're going to see a lineup that includes Middleton at the two. Giannis at the three, Brooke Lopez and Nikola Mirotic um, rounding out the starting lineup with, of course, Eric Bledsoe at the point. Um, they tried they th- tried throwing some big bodies in there uh, with the hope and intention of slowing down Joel Embiid, and it was still no match as Embiid rattled off 40 points. I don't think the Bucks are going to have that big of an issue keeping somebody under 40 their next time out Tuesday when they host the Los Angeles Lakers. Let's do a little bit of forward thinking. What about the next game? What do you expect from this team now? Time for some forward thinking. Sponsored by Forward Financial Partners. Moving forward together. Find your way at ffpwi.com. The Los Angeles Lakers, the team the Bucks uh, beat in playoff mode, activated LeBron Land. Uh, just about uh, two weeks ago, I believe it was, a couple of Fridays ago out in L.A. This time, Tuesday night, they're going to be coming to Fiserv Forum. And the Los Angeles Lakers, since the Bucks last met them, not exactly doing a whole lot more. They're 31-39. and 39. They lost today 124-123 to the New York Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks. I know the Bucks lost to the Knicks, but, uh, you know, playoff mode, LeBron, uh, that's not getting activated anytime soon. Who do you think he's going to blame for the loss today Uh, since he blames everybody else for everything? I don't know. Queen Elizabeth? You tell me. I don't have any idea. Uh, This game, too, came right down to the wire. Emmanuel Moutier for the Knicks hit a couple of free throws to give the Knicks that lead, 124-123, and then just a couple of seconds left. uh, LeBron James blocked by Mario Hezonja. And uh, playoff mode... Uh, not activated for LeBron James. I don't expect them to bring much more uh, <laughs> when they get to Milwaukee. Um, you never want to discredit LeBron, but just things are not clicking in L.A. So, again, the Los Angeles Lakers losers today, 124-123. They are also off tomorrow, as are the Bucks. Should make for a well-rested, hopefully healthy, well-contested game at Pfizer Forum that ultimately ends in a Bucks w For intern Andrew... No, no nickname. Intern Just Andrew. Andrew. Polish Pipe Bomb, Jeff Orlowski. Insider Matt Velasquez, who joined us earlier in the program on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. For Chuck Freeman, humping it down at Pfizer Forum, helping us get that fabulous audio from head coach Mike Budenholzer and the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo. I am Anthony Mandela. In for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, you've been listening to the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops post-game show presented by Palermo's Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. We are back on the air Tuesday night after Bucks Lakers. That just about does it for us, doesn't it, Jeff? Sure does, buddy. You had fun in Phoenix. I loved it. It was a good time. Good times. Great times. It was. It are we going to do a podcast about it? Uh, we could do a podcast about pretty much anything else. All right, podcast coming to a one hundred five seven FM thefan dot com near you. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 